Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlick, and football is back, baby. Woo. Hell We're yeah. Back. It's week one, Craig. Strong side. Left side. Strong side. <laughs> Left side. Football's back. DK's never seen that movie. She has no <laughs> idea what's going on. So it's That's fine. so insane <laughs> to me. Watch that instead of the game tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, I mean, what do you Colts, Jaguars, or remember the Titans? I will never okay. watch that. That's fine. It's week one. Football's back. It's kind of insane. Uh, every year, Labor Day weekend, I'm like, wow, the NFL really crushed this whole like putting football three days after Labor Day weekend thing. And every year, I'm just like, damn, that's wild. Okay. Bunch of housekeeping up top. If you're wondering who to start or sit, our rankings at fantasyfootball.thringer.com, we're gonna, we had preseason rankings. Now we're going to have in-season rankings telling you who we would start or sit positionally. You can type in running backs and receivers together to get your flex. Also, I never mentioned this, but they're free. The rankings free. are free at fantasyfootball.thereon.com. I feel like I'd never talk about that, but someone asked if we charge money. You can Venmo me if you want to, if you want. We you should start Venmo. putting our Venmos in our bios, like all the, all the People Zoomers. People do that on Twitter, and I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. You I can also ask us stuff on Twitter. I'm at Danny underscore Heifetz. DK's Danny B. Kelly. Craig is Craig Rollback. I'm Danny Heifetz on Instagram. You can just, you know, slot in DMs, add us, whatever. I don't know if we're mm. answer, but we might. Also, emails, trivia questions. We're going to have waiver wire stuff. Emails, trivia questions. Remember, it has to end in a number. So just trivia questions. Answer has to be a number, whatever it is. Fantasy courts, send us whatever you got. With all that said, let's talk about week one. There's actual football going on. Finally. It's insane. We're yeah. recording this Thursday. It's like five Eastern. So the Thursday night football hasn't happened yet. We don't know what's up with Chiefs-Lions, but oh my God. 
We're going to go through matchups, must starts, just basically a vibe check heading into week one here. Starting with Hot Tub Club. Honestly, kind mm. of bad vibes with all the injuries right now. Just I know. bad vibes. DK, please take us into the Hot Tub, DK. Take us through the bubbles. Is Hot Tub Club a common enough term that we can just say that and people know what that means? Or do we <laughs> I have don't to know. explain no, it? No, I think once a year we need to remind people that the Hot Tub Club <laughs> is essentially like all the people sitting around in the locker room in the hot tub because they're hurt. I think technically yeah. they're probably sitting in a cold tub if we're being really yeah. re- like realistic here. But, Ice um, bath. Yeah. yeah. We, there was one point when we tried to make the injury report have something to do with the rest of development's literal doctor where he was like, it's, he's going to be all right. And it looks like he's dead. And what else does he say? We've lost him. <laughs> Wait, he's what? totally fine. We just don't know where he is. <laughs> but then we decided that was also very confusing. So anyways, I'm going to run he through He looks the like he's dead because he's covered in blue paint. Yeah, he's got blue paint on him or something. I'm going to kill this doctor. Uh, but anyways, yes, these are the injuries that you have to pay attention going into the weekend. Number one, Cooper Cup is out versus Seattle. And it's come out now. Sean McVay is talking about they may put him on the IR for and he'll miss the first four games. We'll see. Um, right now we're just kind That's of That's honestly late. best case scenario. You don't want the worst yeah. thing in the world is having a player who's like trying to give it a go on his hamstring in like week two and he's just hurt the entire season. Let him sit out for four games and he'll come back healthy. Exactly. Um so obviously Van Jefferson to me becomes the big priority pickup if you're desperate at the position. Um other injuries at the tight end spot, George Kittle was back at practice on Thursday and Wednesday. So looking like he might have a chance to play this week, but just monitor that as we go into the weekend. Mark Andrews has a quad injury. He was limited on Wednesday, but uh, John Harbaugh seems upbeat about his chances of playing, so he's probably going to play. Christian Watson, wide receiver for the Packers, hamstring injury on Wednesday. He missed Thursday's practice. This is very concerning to me. I'm assuming right now, based on everything, he's probably not going to play this weekend. So Christian Watson, looking like he's trending towards being out. So set your lineups accordingly. Terry McLaurin, Washington receiver, practiced on Thursday in full. It seems like he's going to go. I'm honestly a little bit worried about his performance, though, just because this is a toe injury. You guys have, we've seen toe injuries in the past kind of affect guys' explosiveness and speed. What do you think about this Terry McLaurin thing? Turf toe is my least favorite injury in, in football. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. There's nothing worse than turf toe to deal with as a fantasy manager, which I, know I was going to say, what about Alex Smith almost dying from a broken leg? That was pretty bad. <laughs> you must be good at parties, Typhus. Jesus. Javante Williams <laughs> telling, tearing every ligament in his knee probably is worse. But man, turf toe is a pain in the ass for a fantasy yeah. manager because these guys always play through it. It's like they yeah. asked, uh, uh, what was the uh, Steve O? What was worst thing he's ever done on Jackass was he's like, oh, I fell off a wagon once and I scraped all the skin off my ass and it just hurt for like a month. And they were like, that was it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Think right, about how often you're like sitting and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so McLaurin to me, I, I'm guessing we're going to downgrade him, even though he is playing. So just be aware that he's going to be playing through a very painful foot injury. I wouldn't uh, play him. Don't play Terry McLaurin. It's like if, if you really? bench Terry McLaurin, if you bench Terry McLaurin, he has an injury. Oh, all right. When there's a, a player is hurt. No, you have to remove yourself from the name unless they're like actually like Travis Kelsey. I know the game's already happened, but I'm just saying if Terry McLaurin's hurt, you have to remember he's not Terry McLaurin yet. Or at least you don't know if he's Terry McLaurin. Like he might be 70 percent of that. I'd rather bench Terry McLaurin and he plays great. I'm like, all right, cool. He's healthy. Now I know. Craig, Heifetz is the unders guy. Bet the unders like Bill Barnwell told him one time. Just bet unders. Is this a hot take? Don't play injured McLaurin. I'm not saying this is a hot take. I'm saying I'm starting to notice something with your personality. You're like. Just get rid of Cooper Cup. He's dead to me for the rest of the year. We should absolutely sit Terry McLaurin. Any little injury? Dude, a lot of players pick up injuries throughout the year. Are you ready for this? Are you just going to say we don't, we shouldn't play any injured player forever? Here, I, d- look, uh, look. <laughs> here's my rule. Here's my rule. 
you you probably spent twenty to thirty dollars on Terry McLaurin if you had a salary cap league, and you probably <laughs> drafted him in like the fourth or fifth round. Whatever, twenty bucks, yeah, like fifteen to twenty five dollars, something like that. And he's a and he's a fourth or fifth round pick in your draft. He's one of the best receivers in the league. He has a thousand yards every year. If this man's practicing in full, you have to play him in full. You have to play him. <laughs> he's practicing he is, in full. He, in full. <laughs> If you have a better option, though, as per our rankings at fantasyfootball.theringer.com, that's where we get the I guess if you drafted three wide receivers before him, yeah. But, like, odds are if you drafted Terry McLaurin, you're planning on starting him. Dr. Daniel Heifetz says, okay, we're going to move on. You guys can make your own choice of Terry McLaurin. Craig and I are downgrading him a little bit, but I think we're going to play him. Tight ends, though, is kind of easier because tight ends is simple. Mark Andrews, George Kittle. If they play, you're playing those people. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really simple. Yep. So we'll just talk about a world where those dudes are out. Mark Andrews, it's the simplest one in, honestly, the entire NFL. If Mark Andrews doesn't play, you should add Isaiah Likely, who's his backup. He's the only handcuff at the tight end position. Yeah. He's incredible. He's 23 years old. Isaiah Likely is unbelievable. Honestly, he might be like a top four receiver on that team. And if you end. don't have Mark Andrews, you should still add Isaiah Likely to take him away from the guy who does have Mark Andrews. Especially if you're playing against Mark Andrews, you should probably add Isaiah Likely. Also, if you have Mark Andrews, even if he plays, you should add Isaiah Likely, and you don't have to worry about tight end any week except the Ravens bye if you just have Andrews and Likely together. If you have Kittle, it's more complicated. If you have George Kittle, Gerald Everett for the Chargers, Jawan Johnson for the Saints, Jake Conquo for the Titans, although I actually don't like him this week. He's probably rostered anyway. Then there's a big drop. And then there's Dawson Knox for the Bills, Hunter Henry for the Patriots, Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys, Greg Dulcich for the Broncos, Luke Musgrave for the Packers. It gets kind of sketchy. I feel like you got to give a, a more narrow uh, answer there. You being like, there's 10 dudes Add any of them. It's like, well, do you have a favorite? Oh, sorry. It's which one are you liking? No, sorry, I apologize. That was the order. Sorry if that wasn't clear. Literally, the order oh, in oh, which oh. I would add these people is Gerald Everett for the Chargers, then Jawan Johnson, then begrudging Chico Conquo because he's better, but then the matchups are bad. And then if those guys are all gone, Dawson Knox for the Bills, Hunter Henry for the Patriots, Jake Ferguson Cowboys, Dulcich for the Broncos, and if you're really feeling frisky, Luke Musgrave for Sydney. I, know, I was going to say, Musgrave is the spicy pick here because, like I said, Christian Watson's out. Romeo Dubs missed practice on Wednesday. He's back today on Thursday at practice, but if... Christian Watson and Dubs. If if Dubs plays, he's probably going to be a little bit limited. Dubs? Christian Watson. Yeah, I was going to say it's Dubs. Dubs, Dubs it? whatever. Dubs. I mean, you, like we've just gone back and forth on his name. Shit. Romeo Dobbs. If he does not, if he's not a full go in this game, even if he plays, then I think Musgrave could see his role expand a lot. So he's kind of the sneaky guy this week. The Ringer Fantasy Football Show, where we tell you to start rookie tight ends in their first career game. That's that's why people come here, baby. <laughs> and and Hyvitz tells you, sit Terry McLaurin, even though he's a full participant, and start a rookie tight end in his place. I was, I'm surprised this isn't like a... I, I just, dude, I can't Howell's in good conscience recommend start? sitting a star player because he's, a, and he, even though he's a full participant. Is he a star player? <laughs> is he really? Yes, he is. Um, dude, all right, calm I'm, down, you two. Calm is down. This weird? I, what did I start I, I, here? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's like injured Terry. Mc, I'm like, all right, Terry McLaurin is no one's top receiver, right? He's everyone's second or third receiver or fourth. It's like, all right, well, you might have a better player. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. He's a top 20 receiver in the league. And like, if he's a full participant, you have to play him. That's nuts to me. <laughs> I, okay. So what I? do we, here's my, here's my next question. What are we doing with Jerry Judy? He's back at practice. He was limited on Wednesday. I saw some, video of him running routes. I mean, honestly, he looked pretty normal to me. It didn't look like he was super limited. Uh, <laughs> if he is, if he does end up playing, if he's on track to play this week, Heifetz, what do you do with Jerry Judy? Are you just absolutely not playing him too? 
What? I'm getting mocked with Jerry Judy. We were questioning what <laughs> we were talking about. Whether Jerry Judy was going to miss six weeks. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, I might not play that guy in week one. I feel like, am, am I the baddie here? All I'm saying is if you have Tyler Lockett, no. I'd play Tyler Lockett over Terry McLaurin. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, but in what world does somebody have Tyler Lockett sitting on their bench, just just languishing away, ready to fill in for a hurt Jerry Judy? He, like I, odds are, you're you're probably playing both those guys already, and you have to start like Elijah Moore or something. Those are the types of players I feel like you would have to start in replacement of a Jerry Judy or a Terry McLaurin. I doubt you're just going to have Deontay Johnson sitting on the bench. <laughs> Why not? What if you took Tyree Kill That's in the crazy. first round and DK Metcalf in the third round? You start three wide receivers and a flex. You're probably starting all those guys anyway. <laughs> okay, With that gonna, said, I'm not going to add anything to this discussion. <laughs> DK, which side are you on? Pick. You have to choose your favorite son. <laughs> all right. This is why we're going to put rankings out at fantasyfootball.3.com. If you have a player that's higher than McLaurin, play that guy. And if not, then play McLaurin. We're going to rank McLaurin like he's like he's playing. <laughs> Who's honking? Uh, who's, who's that honking? Yeah, where's that the honking from? Uh, damn Is that it. me? I'm at the Spotify office and we're near a parking garage and <laughs> Wait, there's this honking is going on. <laughs> first, first of all, important thing about the Spotify office. If you watch It's So Sunny in it's Philadelphia, we, we've never talked about this in the show. The Spotify office directly overlooks the outside of the bar from It's Always Sunny. Patty's pub. Patty's pub. Yeah. Patty's pub from It's Always Sunny. Like literally the exterior, the brick is, that yeah. is, if we, if I Uber to the office when I'm visiting, I literally get dropped off at Patty's Pub, and it's <laughs> yeah. it gets yep. me every time. It is cool, like the scenes where they're right outside the front door and they're like doing shit on the sidewalk. That is that is where we work. No big deal. Flex. No big deal. Just just the exterior of a anyway, set. Anyway, that was the most contentious injury update <laughs> of our career. With that said, I understand not playing Judy because he's made of glass and he's not a full participant. <laughs> I just remember when Craig started that whole thing with turf toe, my least favorite injury. And then I came out being <laughs> weird for not wanting to play him one time. Look, I, 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 I'll go keep going back to the same thing. If you're a full participant, you have to play him. If you were already going to full participant. All right. You, when you're not injured, you're a full participant. You know what I mean? So if you're injured and are a full participant to me, that shows that you are as close to healthy as you can possibly be. Yeah, no, that's fair. But like, I, I guess what I'm saying is I think it's a different dynamic. I, in all seriousness, I think what I'm trying to say is there's a different dynamic between being full participant, being a signal of whether you're going to play or not. However, with the nature of turf toe, that's not really what we're talking about necessarily. We're talking about, are you going to have your explosiveness cutting laterally, which I don't know. This whole argument is such a microcosm for this week where it's just like, what the fuck is going on with Cooper Cuff? What the fuck is going on with all these players? We're like in midseason four with injuries for fantasy already and the freaking games haven't even started yet. I was going to say. You know what the best part about it is? <laughs> is none of these guys are running backs. Oh, <laughs> it's all God. wide receivers and tight ends. This the guys who karma. never get hurt are supposed to be safe. If you do end up having an extra roster spot or anything, or you have an IR and you can put like Kyler or Jonathan Taylor or someone, even Kamara sometimes on your injury reserve and you can add someone or whatever is going on. Van Jefferson, as DK said, because Cooper Cup's hurt, probably add him just as a receiver. I think that's it for the Rams, honestly. Jonathan Mingo for the Panthers. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't blame him this week. Get into that in well, a second. But. The reason that we mentioned him is because DJ Chark and Adam Thielen are not playing right now. They're yeah, they all drop like flies, the pe so. people in front of Mingo. Yep. You got a second round pick at a start. Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns, my guy. I kind of want to see that one. Yeah. And Marvin Mims to the Broncos, rookie. But like, again, Jerry Judy's banged up. Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler, RIP. So 
And then again, as you said, Luke Musgrave, even AJ Dillon, the freaking running back, like play him if, you know, the Packers top two receivers are down. All right. Holy, it really was wild. I can't believe that took us that long. We had to talk about Should injuries. that just be the whole Sorry episode? Do we just do Hot Tub Club for an hour? I feel like we could. <laughs> Should we leave? Just to argue about turf, though. Okay. Can we do Sunday Scaries? Let's do it. Yeah. Other than turf toe, my God. I'm a little scared about all these rookies, man. I, again, fantasy. You should like, be. All right. We got three rookie quarterbacks starting in week one, which we have not seen that in a minute. We got Bryce Young starting for the Panthers this week. A quarterback drafted first overall hasn't won in week one in 20 years. He's and on the road. The entire, yeah. Wow, that's a yeah, stat. The entire preseason, Bryce Young has just been huddling on the ground like a boomer who's like doing one of those under his desk, like a nuclear fallout drill. Like that's basically what Bryce Young's been doing. We got Anthony Richardson is making his first start for the Colts. He went fourth, fourth overall, the Colts out of Florida. I love Anthony Richardson, but in college last year, Anthony Richardson didn't crack 170 passing yards till October. So excuse me if I'm a little worried about anything. Anthony Richardson, his first NFL start. And then CJ Stroud is going to play for the Texans. They took him second overall out of Ohio state. CJ Stroud's first games against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. I don't know if you remember where the Ravens left off, but Lamar was hurt, but the Ravens defense was firing on all cylinders. The Ravens defense was averaging like 14 points per game allowed. Like one of the three best marks in the entire season over the final third of the year. Like the Ravens defense in December on average allowed like 130 passing yards a game. Little worried about CJ Stroud, especially since CJ Stroud, half his losses in college were to Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And then Jets, John Harbaugh's <laughs> brother at the Ravens and the Ravens defensive coordinator was the Michigan defensive coordinator. There is no defense in the NFL that's more prepared to face CJ Stroud than the Baltimore Ravens. All this told, I don't want any of these guys or anyone associated with them. I don't want the Texans except for Damian Pierce. I don't want Miles Sanders with the Panthers this week. I don't want Michael Pittman for the Colts. I want the Colts running backs. I don't want any of these dudes in week one. And as far as I'm concerned, all these rookie quarterback offenses, they cannot move the ball until I see otherwise. That's how I feel. The, the only thing I will quibble with here, I, I agree with you in terms of I'm not really interested or excited about any of the corresponding players in these in these offenses, the receivers particularly. I think Damian Pierce for the Texans, that's good. I'm, I'm excited about him. But uh, when you mentioned Anthony Richardson not passing for 100 and whatever yards until October, you, you kind of leave out a, an important variable here, which is in his first game last year in college for Florida, he rushed for 106 yards and three touchdowns. This is why we like him because he runs. I agree, but how much did he? But he three in the first week and then six in the next eleven. He's freaking amazing at running. I know. Um, I'm just so that's that's start. my quibble. That's my quibble. I, I, if you want to wait a couple weeks to see how it all goes, I definitely get that. But like, the running thing is why we like him, not because he's a good passer yet. Well. Uh, look, you're probably not starting Bryce Young or CJ Stroud anyway. It, so no. that's more of a question about like, would you start any of the players on their offense? Anthony Richardson is a quarterback who is a fringe starter in one quarterback mm-hmm. leagues. So I think if you took our advice, what Heifetz has been saying this whole offseason, where if you draft Anthony Richardson, go get yourself a Kirk Cousins or a Dak Prescott or a Jared Goff. You, uh, I would probably start those guys over Anthony Richardson this week just to kind of see what happens. I mean, is he going to be year one Justin Fields? Justin Fields' first game as a starter, he was 6 for 20 for 68 yards and was sacked nine times. Oh, that was Justin Fields' first uh, game as a starter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, maybe maybe <laughs> you just kind of wait and see. Test, just dip your chill. toe in the pool. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Like It's like, oh, he, Anthony Richardson could be a Hall of Famer. Could be terrible in week one. Yeah, that's fair. Look, if he runs for 150 yards and a touchdown, that's great. Now you know, start him next week. But like, you're not going to die if you start Jared Goff and he gets you 17 points. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
Josh that's Allen, fair. also fair. Josh Allen's first game, he didn't start. So, but it's six six throws, fifteen. Uh, sorry, six or fifteen for seventy four yards. It's, I think, yeah, it is a good reminder because we get so excited about these rookies coming in that rookie quarterbacks, even when they look incredible in the preseason, the regular season is a whole different ballgame. The speed is different. Everybody's playing for their careers and for their lives. Like it is so much different. And so I think that can't be stressed enough. That first game for Josh Allen, the Bills lost 47 to three. You know who they played? The Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) Oh my God. Just saying. (laughs) 47 to 47 to three Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen combined for 98 yards. I'm going to, I'm so. going to use this as a little segue, but like I remember Russell Wilson's first game in the pros in the, in the preseason when he came in, he was like the most exciting rookie in the preseason. He absolutely went nuclear in the preseason. Everyone was so excited. This offense is going to tear people up. And he had a rough go in the first game as a pro, like the reg- like I said, the regular season is a completely, completely different ball game. So yes, I think overall high point is, is well taken. And that brings me to my first award of the year, the DoorDash Award for Russell Wilson. We're no more cooking, bud. We're ordering out. <laughs> that is basically sort of the, I think that's the the philosophy that Sean Payton is bringing here. Like, buddy, we're not even wanting, we don't want you to warm anything up. Just order something out. Like, you're not in charge of the food anymore. <laughs> basically, I think, and if you look at some of the moves that they made over the offseason, they really want the early career Russell Wilson to come back. They want the guy who's going to be a, you know, quote-unquote game manager, even though that is a pejorative. Russell Wilson has, has been in his career like one of the best all-time game managers. Like, distribute the football, highly, highly efficient, mix in a few deep balls for touchdowns, and, you know, at the end of the day, you win in a close battle game. That's like kind of who he's been, even going back to Wisconsin when he was like, you know, tearing up college defenses for Wisconsin. It was a very run-heavy offense with a lot of play action. He's amazing on these deep passes, and he's amazing sort of out of structure and making things happen when the pass rush gets there. So I think, you know, I think that's exactly what Sean Payton wants him to be. I think, you know, it's funny because Russ wanted Sean Payton to be his coach. That's like when he was trying to get Pete Carroll fired. He was like, I want to get Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired and bring Sean Payton in. And then the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson. And now Sean Payton is Russell Wilson's coach and Sean Payton maybe doesn't like Russell Wilson. I don't know. So anyways, he told him to stop short. kissing babies. You're not a politician. <laughs> stop caring what people think stop about you with the corny shit um, is essentially what he told him. Tough love. So, I don't know. I just can't wait to see what this offense looks like this, this week with, um, you know, with a whole new offense, basically like no more Russell cooking play action run game. You know, I, I just excited to see what Sean Payton has dialed up for this. You're so right, DK, that Russell Wilson is like the cliche of an actor who's like an A-list actor. He's like, but what I really want to do is direct. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a different, different thing. Yeah. De Niro tried to direct. George Clooney tried to direct. Vinny Chase. Work. <laughs> Vinny Chase. You pretty Medellin. face, bud. Yeah, Medellin. That's yeah. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> like that. That's yeah, that's exactly what happened last year. So, where do you guys land on this? You guys, because I know that I've been sort of preaching that Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce back year. Or do you have any faith that he's got anything left in I the think, tank? Or are you out? I, I think that there's two kinds of ways to look at the situation. There are players that drop off at a like on a physical level mm-hmm. that, generally speaking, you don't come back from. Which you know is why we like Michael Thomas. But that's why Michael Thomas was outside the top 100 because. When you fall off for three years, you kind of don't come back, right? And that that's how it is. The flip side is, unless you don't think Russell Wilson actually physically fell off, 
all right, we had a 10 year career and the first nine were super solid. And then you went to a new team that hired a coach for Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers didn't come. So the guy had no plan or any idea what to do with you <laughs> on a team just that vibes. ownership was just trying to sell to another company, like selling to the Walmart people. And so like they yeah. didn't like ownership on down. No one had a plan and all right. Yeah, it was terrible. And now you have a real coach. So I'm like, I, I lean more toward Sean Payton. Not that he's a magic whisperer, but more, Nate Hackett just came for Aaron Rodgers and had no idea what to do with Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson filled in all the colors and he's a terrible painter and Sean Payton's going to go back to more like, you're going to paint by my numbers here. And I, think I, I love Wilson. this. This is such a fun storyline. I don't know why I'm so excited about it. Just because like, like you were saying, hi, Russell Wilson was essentially the coach last year and Sean Payton came in and is like, fuck that. Like we, we, if you remember at the, I think you'd said it at the combine or something. And he's talking about how Russell Wilson had his own coach. He brought in his own quarterback coach. Russell Wilson's employees had offices at the building. And he like, fl- like flew separately from the team, right? Like he, he's just like his own guy. It's like what yeah. Barry Bonds used to do in the Giants. He's just like barely involved with the team. He just like shows up on the field <laughs> with them. And then, you know, as soon as Peyton gets in, he's like, yeah, that's, we're not doing that shit, you know? So I, it, it, it will be fun to see kind of like if it works and, and Russell Wilson comes back. Um, or if it just falls apart completely. If you had to bet, you had to bet a million dollars that you have in the bank right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson in this game against the Raiders throws for less than 150 yards and a pick and two picks and they lose and they score 10 points. Or he throws for over 300 and three touchdowns and they put up 40. I have to pick one of the two? Yeah, which There's if you no had to guess, ground? which one of those is going to happen? No. Um, If I had to bet million dollars I'd bet that he throws for 150 yards and they lose <laughs> yeah, I think but that's right <laughs> I think there is, there's a middle ground here I think he's gonna be a lot better than oh that, yeah but. obviously but my point is is like if you had to pick an extreme which side that that tells me how you really feel about it is if you pick yeah, the bad yeah. side that, that lets me know how you really well feel. do you know how many 150 yard games Russell Wilson had with the Seahawks like there that's like a pretty normal thing he was never passing for a ton of yards he was just so efficient you know and then he pulls pulls some play out of his ass late in the game I think it's worth noting, though, that a year ago, including me, idiots like myself, were in on the Broncos with hype. Like, oh, new offense. DK, you actually said to me earlier this week that the Ravens are in a similar situation where we're like, all right, Ravens, new offense. Lamar and his spread. They get to cook. Let's see Lamar. And it's like, well, it's kind of like the Broncos last year where we're like, all right. What if, like, we saw Russell Wilson get to do whatever he wanted, and it turns out, you know who knew what was really good for Russell Wilson? The coaches who were with him every single day and actually really understood his limitations. Right. And I'm wondering, same thing Craig just asked. The Ravens are playing the Texans. If I told you Lamar's going to come out, like, remember when Lamar 2019 came out against the Dolphins in week one and they had, like, 500 yards? And like five, was, Do yeah, you think awesome. it's more likely the Ravens come out against the Texans with this new spread offense? And we'll see if Odell Beckham plays, but, like, all these new receivers and everything— is it more likely Lamar comes out with 450 passing yards, 100 rushing yards, five touchdowns, they win 47 to three, or the Ravens like really struggle to move the ball and barely put up 19 points and like barely beat the Texans in overtime? <laughs> it's definitely the, the latter. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that would be devastating well, if Lamar was like, like he got, here's a, he, Lamar got a quarter billion dollar contract. He got, the copy and paste Jalen Hurts deal after Jalen Hurts almost won the Super Bowl. And then Lamar also got Odell, like he got the players he wanted. It got Odell Beckham yep. signed. It's it's time for Lamar. To, like he has to be incredible, honestly. There's no excuses. Yeah, but I, at the end of the day, 
he hasn't played in a really long time. Like when was the last time he played football? It's been a while. It, like I would not be surprised if he has to knock off a little bit of rust. If he comes out and, and I don't know who they're playing in week two, but like, you know, if he, if they come out in week two and they just like light it up, that wouldn't be surprising to me, but I won't be super surprised this week if it's a little also, sluggish. Also, just like a complete offensive scheme change and just expecting to walk into that week one and lighting it up, I think is just a little, yeah, it's a little unrealistic. It's like, you know, when you move into a new apartment and then like, you get up in the middle of the night and it's pitch black and you're trying to like get to the bathroom and you don't exactly have a feel. You're like bumping into walls. You like don't know where the handle is or the light switch. I feel like it's going to take a bit. I, I like, I think the totally. Baltimore is going to be an October team more than they are a September team. That's a good, yeah. You wake up and you don't know where you are. <laughs> where, where the fuck am I? Yeah. You're just like, oh, when, <laughs> when does this wall end? That's going to be Sam Howell with Terry McLaurin for six weeks. Just like, where is that guy? <laughs> That's every quarterback with Terry McLaurin. He makes it work. But yeah, like the the reason I brought up and, and wanted to talk about this is because there are some similarities to what what, what Russell Wilson did. Uh, obviously, Lamar didn't demand a trade or at least he didn't get a trade. Um, but, you know, he made all these demands and he got everything he's asking for. And, you know, sometimes, and we saw this with Russell Wilson, like you got to be careful what you wish for because Russell Wilson... He literally trademarked "Let Russ Cook," you know, like he like <laughs> believed this with his whole soul. And then turns That's out, awful. He was actually he is honestly, and I believe this. Like, and and I was guilty as everybody wanting him to like wanting them to open it up and like let him do more. But I really do think like he fits best in an offense that has like a run game and play action, and he can do his little like you know scrambles outside the pocket and stuff. But like if he's trying to run just like a drop back offense and you know, do high volume Peyton Manning shit. He want like Craig or Heifetz says he wants to be Drew Brees. Like he's not that guy. You know what I mean? And we've seen not that, that guy over pal. the years. So yeah, I hope Lamar is this guy and this new offense and, and he gets what he wants and or sorry. And he, you know, like excels and, and explodes in this new offense. But like, there is a chance that maybe he was actually just better off in the Greg Roman offense. Uh, we'll see what history says. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I know the Ravens are giving 10 points to the Houston Texans, and I don't care. I want the Ravens. Just bet against the rookie quarterbacks. Just bet against them every possible way. I just... Don't think we can fathom yet how tough that will be for all the rookies in week one. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends September 18, 2023. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV. Base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. I want to do my next award here. I want, I want to do like the, the preseason hype check-in. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I'm really curious about is like, what what, what preseason hype story is actually going to pay off week one? I, you have to start with Pittsburgh. You do. Yeah. They're the preseason team of the of the year. I mean, everyone's crazy about Kenny Pickett now because he threw 15 good passes in preseason, <laughs> which is great. And I'm on board. I think he's going to take a leap. I don't think he's Joe Montana. And I'm, I'm worried people think 
He is. Nick Bosa's going to be playing. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm so, how much Pittsburgh hype can go unchecked in a row? I'm worried people <laughs> think Kenny Pickett's Joe Montana. Well, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone is just like, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people now on the like Pittsburgh's going to make the playoffs. Kenny is Pickett leave too is good chat. Like, Bill Simmons, Shield Capadia, <laughs> like people are in on Pittsburgh, yeah. and I'm like a little nervous now. Like I feel like we're getting ahead of our skis. We're playing the they're playing the Niners in Pittsburgh, which is great and all, but like the Niners aren't exactly an easy team to play. But but my so my preseason hype point is is if the Steelers somehow beat the, the Niners and they like pull off like a twenty to seventeen game and Pickett throws like a couple touchdowns, no picks. It's going to get out of hand. The yeah, high train. It's going to go the off the rails. Train. It's going <laughs> to be taken off, baby. Rocket booster. Also, the Steelers, the last two week ones, they beat the Bengals last year in OT and they beat the Bills the year before that, if you remember that in week one. So the Steelers are kind of frisky as dogs in week one. TJ Watt had one of so, the best games I've ever seen from a defender at any level of football in week one last year. And also, wait, while we're here, we should just be doing like the... um. We, Basically, the, the week one overreactions. That's really what we're talking about. Like, if the if Steelers do beat the Niners, a month ago I said Kenny Pickett would never win MVP. Kenny Pickett's going to be the freaking MVP favorite by the end of the day if they <laughs> oh beat the God. Niners. Uh, we've talked about Kenny Pickett a lot this offseason. I think I neglected to actually go look at his stats throughout that whole time from his rookie season. <laughs> he threw seven touchdowns and nine picks. Like, <laughs> 6.2 yards per attempt. Joe Montana. Those numbers baby. are really, really bad. I understand that he got better as the year went on. And, you know, you can't necessarily lean completely on those raw numbers because, you know, we and we've talked about it. He has like sort of this confidence and poise that you really want in a quarterback. And, and I think the team is picking up on. But man, not I'll great never numbers. forget the throw. The throw he made against Baltimore in the fourth to Najee rolling out to his left was like the greatest throw any quarterback you know had we, made that entire it's season. It's like the catch from the Niners. You know where we talk about that? Because he had eight great throws all year. Uh, Craig, get more, more hype index, Craig. I feel like we got to go with the Jets. The, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Hard Knocks team. The Jets are finally back. They're playing Monday night against the Bills. They're they're two <laughs> and a half point game. underdogs. This game has massive implications. Like, if the Jets win this game and beat Josh Allen and the Bills, like everything that the Jets did to bring in Rodgers and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and all the shit they've done. Literally all feels like it comes down to this game. And if they can even hang with the Bills and keep it like a one-score game in the fourth quarter, I would argue that it's paid off. And people can be happy and be like, we are a real team that can actually compete. But if they lose, what if they get blown out? (laughs) If Rodgers throws like two picks and they score 14 points... And the Bills put up 42 on the defense. And also, uh, the funniest thing would be if, if Rodgers, like, basically throws three picks, looks terrible, then gets hurt, like, disloc- like hurts his shoulder, and then Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson has to come in, and Zach Wilson <laughs> no. looks awful again, and then the Jets are just back where they started. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. I feel like I, I, we haven't actually talked about what, how we feel about the Jets. Do you, are you guys like Jets are making the playoffs people or no? I'm trying to remember what I put officially for the ringer. I don't think I've got them going to the playoffs. Heifetz is big on the Jets. I, I'm i big on the Jets. I, I didn't pick the Jets to make the playoffs solely because I think that the AFC North is a better schedule. The reality is the AFC East and the AFC West play each other. It's so hard. The AFC it's is like, tough. If you want to pick wildcard teams, impossible. honestly, you have to pick the division. The schedule dictates it. It's like the NFC East had three playoff teams because the NFC East had the like played the easiest divisions. Like the Giants got to play like the Jags and the Titans and the tech, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And th- this year, like the Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and uh, Ravens 
get to play like the freaking NFC West and AFC South. And that means like the, the Cardinals, the Rams, who I think are a fake team and they, the Titans and the Texans and like all these rookie quarterbacks. So, I mean, I don't think that I, I think the Jets, they to make the playoffs, whether it's the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, the, the Broncos, any of these teams, you have to like kind of crush your division. And then these really tough schedules. I think they're going to make the playoffs and I think they're going to win 10 or 11 games. I th- they won seven with Zach Wilson last year. I mean, we're going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. Well, they had Joe Flacco. You can't tell me that's... And Chris oh, Strebler. Right. Yeah. The, right, right. I forgot. <laughs> if the Jets make it, I think no one's going to want to play them. That's the thing. It's like that defense with Rodgers, like no one's actually... like Chiefs and Bengals are top tier. Nobody wants to play them. But if they make it, I think actually I'd be more scared of the Jets than the Bills. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Another preseason hype is like Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Like, what? Like, what's it going to look like this year? They're playing the Panthers. Like, is this going to be like... Uh, how much is Pitts going to play? Are they going to give Bijan, Are they going to split carries with Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier? Is Desmond <laughs> Ritter going to be competent? Yeah. Like, is Arthur Smith just going to be back on his bullshit again, or is he actually going <laughs> to use his star players? <laughs> While we're on that, we haven't even talked about Arthur Smith's mustache either, man. How have we not talked about that? Oh, to be honest, I don't know if I've seen it. His stash is his stash Google is it right cool. now. Dude, I, I can't okay. take men with mustaches but no beards that are like under 40, seriously, or under 50. <laughs> just clean what? shaven with a mustache. I can't take you seriously. It just seems I, I had too many friends like grow ironic mustaches during COVID because mm. like they weren't going out in public. And now I just, just like I see Arthur Smith and I'm like, oh, it's a bit. He kind of looks like Big Cat. <laughs> does look like Big Cat's dad. <laughs> Look at this. Wow. Bet, look at the does. screen. I bet. That's like, a big cat. Does look like big cat. Oh my God. That is fucking big cat. Yeah. He looks like, I know he looks not like good podcasting. Under, like, like a, what you like imagine uncle. an undercover cop posing as like a football coach. I know football. It's like the real life Ted Lasso was based on and you Google you're like, oh, I see why they had an actor do that. What else we got? We do more like week one overreactions here. If Sam Howell beats up on the shitty Cardinals... There's a chance that, like, let's say it's like 35 14 and Sam Howell, fr- frisky game, runs for 50 yards and a touchdown, throws for 250. There's a chance that he's like declared a, a star. And then we get the like sports talk show C block on first take is like, is Sam Howell the, the, the biggest steal of the, the draft? And this yeah. man was a consensus top five pick if he had come out his junior year and then he lost, you know, Javante Williams and Michael Carter. And they, okay, look, he had a down year at, at UNC his senior year. But like, this guy was a top five talent. And like, now we're seeing it. <laughs> Sam Howell is like here to stay just because they beat up on the shitty Cardinals. Yeah. That's this going like, to happen. Dude. And, and, and everybody loves like a plucky short guy, mid round pick. Like, remember Taylor Heineke hype? Like, it's going to be. I feel like it's because 10. of Russell Wilson. Like all yeah. of these like little plucky, scrappy runners like <laughs> came in after Russell Wilson and everyone's yeah. just trying to look for the next like fourth rounder who's like under six feet tall and is good. I like this one. I can hundred percent can see exactly what you're saying. Craig. <laughs> NFL <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm telling you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. We're going to give the we're going to give the quantum leap award to Josh Dobbs, the Cardinals quarterback. Can you <laughs> yeah. explain quantum leap? Okay, so this was a show. They actually made a remake, so it's, you know, some of you uh zoomers might know about it, but like Quantum Leap back when I was growing up was this great show. I loved it where a scientist leaps through time and dimensions. I don't really know exactly how it happens, but he leaps into other people's lives, into their bodies. And then he needs to like figure out who the fuck he is, what he's doing, what his job is, what his relationships are. And like, I got to do surgery today. I think the premise was like, he needs to save their life or his life. One of their friends lives. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I haven't watched it in like 30 years, but um, (laughs) yeah, he, Josh Dobbs is quantum leaping into different teams. Like he's the quantum leap quarterback. He's like, Last year, he got traded to the Titans and within like two days was starting for them. Yeah, it's like you He's wake like, up one morning and you're like, you're the starting <laughs> quarterback. I'm a surgeon. The- I need to learn yeah. how to do surgery. Um, and now he's doing this with the Cardinals. He, they, they traded him. They, they released Colt McCoy, who spent the entire summer expecting to be the team's starter. And now Josh Dobbs is like, well, fuck. I don't know the offense. I don't know any of my receivers. I don't know what Josh I'm doing. Dobbs is probably not even being like, like the IRS like probably doesn't even have registered as he's being taxed in the state of Arizona yet. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't have his paperwork to HR. Yeah. Why is it Josh Dobbs? Like, why did he suddenly become like the backup du jour? I, I feel like there's a, a lot of other QBs out there who are more capable that like the Cardinals could have went after. Like Josh Dobbs never played his entire career, started a couple shitty games for the Titans and is now starting for Arizona. Like, why aren't they going after different backups? Well, he, I think he's in the Josh Johnson zone, this very rare select group of quarterbacks that are good or skilled enough. And for whatever reason that coaches trust them. Very smart. To, Capital N, not screw up and get me fired, the coach. But they're not actually good enough that any team particularly wants to keep them around. And that seems like a very particular skill set, like Liam Neeson, but not cool or sexy at all. He's famously like a genius. He was an aerospace engineering major. He's like a rocket scientist. (laughs) Oh, Matt Patricia? Yeah, so... Uh, with Dobbs and Patricia together, rocket scientists. Wait, is is he a rocket scientist or did he just get that degree? I, he doesn't. He's not Good actually doing anything. He, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's working on rockets. <laughs> I doubt right he's now. actively a rocket scientist. <laughs> athlete and oh, it's, I Google this. It says NFL Players Association. It says hashtag hashtag athlete and rocket scientist. Josh Dobbs' love for space dates back to his days as a six year old. <laughs> his days as a six year old. What six-year-old's not into space? Oh, he did actually do an externship <laughs> on the Space Coast. That's kind of cool. Oh, he actually did an internship at the Space Center. That's pretty fun. Well, good for him. Yeah. For I mean, Dobbs. I guess maybe this is why everybody thinks the Cardinals are tanking. It all makes sense now. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah. hey, quantum leap. He's quantum leaping into quantum this offense. Uh, it's like I got to get these guys to the spaceship back to Earth. It, it, getting Josh Dobbs is like the the exact opposite of the Warriors getting Kevin Durant. It was like, hey, we were terrible last year. How can we get worse? We didn't think we could. So the Warriors are like, we can't get any better, right? Wait, what if we got Kevin Durant? The Cardinals are like, how can we get worse? I don't think we can. We have Clayton Toon and a hurt Kyler Murray. What if we start Josh Dobbs week one? <laughs> like, Wait, hold on, hold on. What if we do it two weeks before the season starts? <laughs> yeah. no. We don't announce it until a week before. We it's won't like even give him the for you bit. And once we sign him, we're going to wait 11 days to announce it. All right. That's Josh Dobbs quantum leap. Uh, but I want to go back to the overreactions. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like just tomorrow, like, you know, Monday's headlines today. I, I feel like every, you know, after week one, it's always like, oh, look, it was just week one. I actually think there's one game that actually the entirety of this season hinges on week one and everything <laughs> after it doesn't matter. Like week one's more important the next 17 weeks. It's the Packers, Jordan Love. Yeah. Like, uh, the whole, everyone has this wrong. And what I mean by that is Jordan Love, you know, obviously it's his first season starter. Even the, the owner, not owner, but like the guy, president of the Packers came out and says, yeah, we did half a season. Everyone's like, look, you transitioned into Aaron, from Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, we give it a season. Like we got this guy, hopefully is our starter for a decade. Yeah. However, they just need to beat the Bears. Like Packers fans honestly can stomach anything. This year. Oh my God. It's going to be long panic as they beat if they lose. The Bears. Yes, dude. I mean, I'm going to pull up the Packers head to head record with the Chicago. Remember, Rodgers literally did the I own you thing to the Bears. Right. Like, they can't get like the Pack. Oh my God. All right. Here's the Packers' last games of the Bears win, 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 <laughs> loss, win, 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 loss, win, 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 loss, win, 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 win. I'm in 2011 now. Win. <laughs> Three losses ago. To the Bears was uh, 2011. What if they... So, uh, off the top of your head, can you think of any parallels in other sports or anything like where if the Bears beat the Packers in this game, like the fan base panic meter? I'm thinking like... Like Steelers losing Brazil, to the Browns. Like Brazil's national team lost to like yeah. some <laughs> random fucking team. It, I don't is, know. <laughs> it is like that. Where they're like transition year, but it's like just beat that team. Yeah. That's actually pretty funny. It's, I mean, I'm, is, yeah. I, I, I'm sure there's better, op- better, you know, examples of that. But I'm just thinking, like, of in terms of like the fan base losing their shit. <laughs> he needs to. Jordan Love just needs to earn their respect. It's like it's like Tommy Boy, or it's like when like when the son takes over the family business and needs to earn the respect of the company. Like that is that is Jordan Love. Like he needs to come in and like give a firm handshake. You know what I mean? So they can be like, all right, like maybe we can work with this guy. I like this guy. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because here's the thing. Packers fans can say consciously, intelligently with their brain. Yeah, you know, yeah, we lost to the Bears. It's fine, though. But it's like in deep inside, they'll never get over it until he beats the Bears. Like ever. Like 0-1 <laughs> so, with a loss to the Bears right after Rodgers leaves. No, great. you just, just beat him and you're good for a year. Kid. Can't wait for this side, game. The, it's going to be amazing. And for the flip side, if the Bears lose to the Packers that Jordan Love, Bears fans, that's just so brutal. It's like Justin Fields yeah. can't beat Jordan Love. The Speaking pack. of Rogers, um, should I do it? Should I do the thing? Eh. Yeah. Should I do it? All right. I, all right. Someone going to ask Aaron Rodgers about 9-11 or what? <laughs> God. Jets Please are playing elaborate. on 9-11. Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers debut. No one oh talks God. about this, but 
Deshaun Kaiser, who was the Packers backup quarterback in 2018, told the story on the Brenneman podcast. And this got a little traction, but not as much as I thought it would. And Deshaun Kaiser told the story. He had met Aaron Rodgers before, but it was Kaiser's first day on the Packers. And he's there and he goes into first the quarterback day. meeting room. First day. Day one. They first thing he before. says to him. They had like the same agency, so they had met before. But day one of the day one, he walks in the quarterback room. And he sits down and Rodgers walks in and he's like, you're sitting in my seat. And so he gets up and he closes the door and he closes the door and Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to quote verbatim what Deshaun Kaiser said. First day of practice, walks the quarter, shuts the door, and Aaron Rodgers says, you believe in 9-11? God, God And Deshaun Kaiser says, what? does that even says, mean? What? Do you believe in it? I don't know. <laughs> and Kaiser's like, what? Yeah, why wouldn't I? And Aaron Rodgers is like, you should read up on that. Good Lord. That is the most like classic, like pseudo smart male <laughs> mansplain bullshit thing to say. Like you should, you should actually look into that. There's actually a lot more than you, you than you actually realize. Uh, college freshman. Everything, everything <laughs> Rogers does freshman. is through the lens of a college freshman. Like mansplain. Dude, I feel like Rogers just Kaiser. gets caught in YouTube, like, like wormholes. <laughs> and he's just like, it's three in the morning and he's like so- watching QAnon shit. I saw this get aggregated and I went to the podcast to find the full thing with all the context. And Deshaun Kaiser went on to say, yeah, it ended up being cool because like we started a dialogue and we, you know, ended up talking about all these conspiracies around 9-11. And we like it was a very thought provoking discussion and we exchanged some books and it was a real bonding yeah. experience. Great. Hey, Karamba. If you're exchanging books, I feel like this? that's a positive. Yeah, who's gonna ask him like the sideline reporter what do you like when do you think this is gonna be this is gonna come up we can't we can't talk about aaron Rodgers this week without noting he had a very ufos concerning ufo experience recently he was like talking about it on hard knocks he saw this giant ufo fly over his house i don't i don't remember the background stories he's with someone named brian who is this i i I missed the first part of it did you watch this clip heifetz i actually spared myself but now i kind of want to watch it right now some guy named what Brian. Happened? i mean i'm sure he says at the beginning i just i i, I think i caught like midway through the the explanation we saw this giant thing fly across the sky above his house and then a bunch of fighter jets like following it and he's like he's like yeah it was, it was pretty cool this is actually the most relatable thing he's ever said to me i'm like i want to be there i want to see that shit <laughs> post weather balloon that's like yeah I, I bet that happened i kind of actually this is the one thing i believe him about like <laughs> i'm i'm kind of with you rogers i think there are ufos well yeah i mean look I there's, always, there's always something weird going on ufo doesn't even mean alien right does it unidentified no, flying object yeah. Yeah. here's my thing with the, the aliens ufo stuff i think obviously we all heard the thing like, all right, the universe is so big. There's probably aliens. There's a difference, but the universe is so big. There's a difference between there being aliens and aliens making it here. And so I always weigh, well, um, last time there were all this UFO stuff in the forties and fifties, it was because we had the um, spy plane and broken the sound barrier and the government was like, yeah, UFOs. And they just didn't want to know they had a plane that went fast. So I'm like, well, if they've declassified all of these things about UFOs that are like, Hey, no one look into this. I'm like, well, maybe we just have a crazy plane that they don't want anyone to find out about. I don't know. It's like, that do seems you, more likely to me. Do you guys want me to read what he said? This is actually yeah, pretty great. He goes, so he's at his friend Steve's house. Not Brian, Steve, my bad. Steve. Um, this was in 2005. Steve. He goes, I was getting down to bed. I heard this alarm in the distance going off. It just didn't seem like normal. And I heard some rustling upstairs. So I got up, walk downstairs, blah, blah, blah. 
He goes, we look outside, we see this tremendously large object moving through the sky. It was like a scene out of Independence Day where the ships are coming into the atmosphere and they're creating this kind of explosion type fire in the sky. We just saw this incredibly large object and froze as anybody would. This this either sounds amazing or they were really high. I was going to say, when did he start taking ayahuasca? (laughs) I will. At some point, I also have to give you a nitpick with Independence Day. I got to tell you. You have a nitpick about a, a movie about an alien invasion? Yeah, yeah what's because, your because the nitpick is the pilot. Okay. Remember when they were recruiting pilots to fight the aliens? And they're like, does anyone? Hear? And he's like, I have fighting experience. And the guy's like, I was abducted. And everyone turns around and laughs at him. Like, what an idiot. Thinks he got abducted by aliens at the recruitment meeting to fight aliens. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's not, that never happened. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. It's just, just I've been saying sense. it for 10 damn years. The best nitpick is the Armageddon nitpick of why the hell would you teach construction <laughs> workers to be astronauts and not astronauts to be drillers? Why would Have you, you ever t- tried Why drilling? would it go the other the, way? It's the greatest movie. It's, you can't. That, also, them coming up with the reason that the astronauts couldn't go with them. Like, they, yeah, we only got money for two. Yeah, they just like kind of yada yada it. They're like, nah, yeah, that wouldn't perfect. work that way. Anyway, we got to get the drillers in the astronaut suits. Quantum <laughs> leap. They just woke up. I'm like, I'm on an asteroid. I got to get this thing diverted. Talk about two of the great great movies of the aughts or whatever, whenever they came out. Now, I guess yeah, Independence Day was before that, but whatever. It was like 95 or something. When was Independence Day? I think Armageddon Day? was also late 90s. Okay. So the late uh, 90s then. So While I'm while we're doing bits here, I think this, the Seahawks are playing the Rams. I would like to say serious fantasy analysis first. If you have Geno Smith and like Richard or like Anthony Richardson, I played Geno Smith this week. He's going to be high in my rankings on fantasyfootball.therain.com this week. I play Metcalf. I play Tyler Lockett. I think the Seahawks are going to just destroy the Rams. The Rams are not a serious football team. They're not. They, the Rams <laughs> drafted four. They're not a real team. They're, they're like a Potemkin village. The Rams drafted 14 rookies. All 14 rookies made the team. A quarter of the Rams are made of rookie. And then if you take out Aaron Donald, <laughs> the Rams are spending $23 million on every other defender on their team that isn't Aaron Donald. $23 million. The Rams spent $22 million to get rid of Allen Robinson. Like, the Rams spent an almost equal amount of money on Allen Robinson to get rid of him so he can play for someone else, as they did on every other defender on their team. Like, even if you include Aaron Donald... The Rams' defense cost them less than they paid to get rid of Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, and Allen Robinson. Those guys aren't on the Rams anymore. This is a fake team. And to prove that point, I would like to play a game with you guys. <laughs> I'm going to read a bunch, a list of names. I would like you to decide which of these are real defenders for the Rams and which of these are characters on Yellowstone. <laughs> okay. I don't watch Yellowstone, so this is perfect. Yeah, same here. Nick Hampton, Jake Hummel, John Dutton... Jimmy Herdstrom, <laughs> Lloyd Pierce, and Larry Herd, Murchison. Herdstrom. I, I know that. I know that. I know one. I know Dutton is, is Yellowstone. Okay. Dutton is Yellowstone. Hampton's a player. That's correct. So that's Can perfect. you pronounce you the play- last name? The last Lerl one on Murchison. your list again? You have two players left <laughs> and two Lerl, Yellowstone characters Lerl left. Lerl That sounds like from Yellowstone. That has to be from Yellowstone. Lerl, that's a player. <laughs> Damn That's it. a real person oh. on the Rams. Lloyd. Larry Murchison. I think Jake Hummel is Yellowstone. That's yeah. a real player on the Rams. God damn. <laughs> Jimmy Herdstrom and Lloyd Pierce on Jimmy Yellowstone. Herdstrom. Lloyd. Dude, this isn't a real team, dude. Play the Seahawks. I think the Rams are going to be the Mario Kart okay. Rainbow Strip this year. It's like I'm going to be offense. the Seahawks fan avatar here and say you are fucking jinxing the shit out of us. 
This yeah, is ridiculous. The Seahawks suck against the Rams every fucking year, regardless of how bad they are. It's just a thing that happens. Uh, I saw this tweet the other day from Aaron Levine, including playoffs. And despite winning both of their games against the Rams last year, the Seahawks are five and eight against Sean McVay. Uh, and they've only won by more than six points once in their last 13 games. It's always close. It's always ugly. It's always a slog. What you're saying is making that. me mad. The Seahawks are going to freaking lose this game because you said I, that I shit. I hear that. I you're Travis Kelsey-ing this again. I respect nothing more than being like, don't jinx my team. Having said that, you know what the difference is? The past, the Rams were trying to win games on purpose, and now they're trying to like No, lose. they just hate the Seahawks. There's, a good, there's actually quite a rivalry, I think. Yeah, um, but this year the Rams hate themselves. It's, okay. I mean, it's the Flying Coach Bowl. It's the Ringer Podcast Network Bowl. Pete Carroll versus <laughs> yeah. Sean McVay. Don't underestimate that, you know? Yeah, Craig, will you season pick one the for season then, two? Craig? You set up both their audio I, equipment. I simply can't decide between both of my brothers. <laughs> well, Pete's more of like a, I don't know, grandfather? An uncle. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Other things from um, week one. Should we mention how DK uh, was triggered by DK? Wait, Craig, tell us more on the Seahawks. That your friend Chris saying DK Metcalf was overrated. I uh, so I had my my big like high school fantasy draft on Tuesday and I knew going in or I knew when DK Metcalf got nominated we were doing a salary cap league. I knew I wanted him and the second he gets nominated before anybody starts bidding my friend Chris my who's the <laughs> best man at my wedding I'm I'm with him in the room he turns to me and goes can we just all finally admit that DK Metcalf is fine? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm about to bid a shitload of money for him. So this is awkward. And then I told DK this yesterday on a planning call we were having. And I was like, yeah, like my buddy Chris is just like, can we all just admit finally that like DK Metcalf is like, okay. And like, can we all stop pretending he's like one of the best receivers in the league? Because he's fine. <laughs> Uh, and DK went what? nuts. And for People, the next hour, as Heifetz and I were moved on talking about other things, DK would just kept coming back to us <laughs> with more statistics on why DK Metcalf is underrated. I'm talking okay. like tw like 20 minutes later, we were talking about <laughs> planning and scheduling things and be like, what and do you he's think like, DK? he has he's the like, fourth most receiving yards in the first five years of his People, career ever. People need to wake up. Look at <laughs> history. <laughs> Look at history. Look at what DK, like DK Metcalf, Metcalf has done. Okay, DK Metcalf. You cannot like, move forward unless you look back. Here, here's you know? my DK's spiel. Here's my spiel <laughs> on why everyone, including Heifetz, who thinks DK dad. Metcalf is overrated, are completely full of shit and need to shut the fuck up. All right, here we go. <laughs> Among all players ever in the history of the NFL through their first four seasons, here's some stats. DK Metcalf has 35 touchdowns. That's tied for 13th most of all time, <laughs> above Larry Fitzgerald, future Hall of Famer. Calvin Johnson, Marvin Harrison, Mike Evans, Isaac Bruce. He's tied for 19th among uh, among all those players and catches. Same as Torrey Holt, more than Stephon Diggs, more than A.J. Brown, more than Calvin Johnson, more than Jerry Rice, more than Julio Jones. He's 20th in yards. And again, it's same like a bunch of Hall of Famers. He's like way better than a bunch of Hall of Famers. Isaac Bruce, He's Calvin Johnson, looking, Marvin though. Johnson, Des Bryant, Andre Johnson, Brandon Marshall. He joined Larry Fitzgerald and Randy Moss <laughs> as the only Three players in postseason history with 450 receiving yards and five touchdowns in their first four playoff games. He's a playoff baller. Just fucking, he just enjoy how great he but is. Why do we have to would say you he's feel overrated? That way if he just had normal abs, though, <laughs> it's because he looks like a superhero that he needs to be the best player in the league. His, his think, stats or, or over it's his a first bust. four years are fucking ludicrous. Why do you think he's overrated? Why do you think he's fine? His stats are incredible. He's so good. Why do and you think people think that, DK? Because <laughs> he has like a few drops. 
It's because your dad texts you every month. It's like, I, I'm mad DK Metcalf dropped that It's like he's one of the top DK's... 20 receivers of all time in like every category in, throughout, through his first four years. <laughs> he's... And he's fine. You know how many receivers How many, there how are? many routes can he run? Over, that, under three and a half. because he ran a slow three cone. Hype, it's literally just did what everybody else is doing. DK was like, he's 13th in the first four seasons ever. He's 13th in touchdowns. He's 19th in catches. He's 20th in yards. And then DK was like, he's a top 20 wide receiver ever in the first four years of his career. And Hypus is like, what? Come on. No, he's not. And I was like, DK <laughs> just read the stats. He literally is. Do you see some of the players he's above? He's above know, AJ Brown in like almost all these stats too, by the way. And everyone thinks AJ Brown is like the fucking shit. I don't get we it. Well, done he was this on the at Titans the beginning and they didn't of the throw show <laughs> because DK will just think and talk about this. Like the Chiefs Lions game will go to like overtime and end in a tie. And DK will be like, more catches than Jerry Rice. I, so my whole thing is Heifetz and in in, like, honestly, I'm not going to like go out of my way to tell you that DK Metcalf is the greatest ever. I just think it's crazy if you think he's just fine. Like it's insane. <laughs> it's insanity. We might have to get Chris on the show. Craig's friend. Let's get him on here. Anyways, I'm tired. I'm tired of getting you guys are purposely triggering me on DK Metcalf and I'm sick of it. Could we get your dad on the show to talk about DK Metcalf? Could we air this <laughs> no, out? No, I'll Why? get actually mad if that happens. I also just want to say I love you, Chris. <laughs> I, I met Chris at oh, Chris' okay. wedding. This is not personal. This is me being triggered by my father and Heifetz. Uh, yeah. so that's like his personal gets. <laughs> but anyway. No, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to believe he's the best ever. Just don't believe he's fine. That's all. Well, speaking of people's relationships with their father, um, there's an Instagram video going around of Amonra St. Brown talking about um, oh, how they kiss each other on their lips in their families. So he's like, Yaman Ra kisses his dad on the lips. He kisses his mom on the lips when they were kids. They kiss each other, like his brothers on the lips. Uh, and I just want to take it. I feel like we haven't had this discourse since Tom Brady kissed the son on the <laughs> yes. lips. And I wanted we to need take, to like, readdress this. Yeah, I want to. I don't know. I mean, we never addressed it. DK, you've got a son. Like, I don't know. How do we feel? We don't we don't kiss on the mouth in our family with the child. Is Amonra French? Is his mom French or something? She's uh, European. German. He, he speaks like four languages. Hold on. Let me look it up. I, I'm pretty sure she's either French or German. They speak both is French there, and German. Is there German. a cultural piece of this, perhaps? I don't think uh, so. Her, his mother is German. I don't, I don't know, know if that has Germans anything to do with it. it I feel like, like the Germans are very sort role. of stern. I don't think they would be doing a lot of mouth kissing in Germany. I don't think anybody should kiss anybody else on the lips at any point <laughs> in their life unless they are lovers. And that is it. <laughs> the funny thing is, that's like a very milk toast take. It's like, <laughs> it's like a very normal thing to say. <laughs> Just no kissing on the mouth. Nope. I yeah. think no, I'm with you on that. <laughs> you have like to be such uh, an alpha male to just talk about this and then just, I know, right? like, be like, I, I don't even care what people think. It's so alpha. Did Tom Brady share that video of himself kissing his son on the mouth for an It was Tom versus time. time. It was Tom versus time. Yeah. Personal owned documentary series that he owned the rights to. Also, like, and the then angle, also, you know who else does the this? Angle was Belichick. Weird. It was like, I don't know. He was laying there like a cadaver. (laughs) I'm just saying, Belichick does this too with the kissing kids on the mouth thing. And I'm like, there's greatness afoot. Like, I mean, it's definitely a thing that like people do. I just can't get on board with that. But maybe like, do you think if we started doing that, like that's what it takes (laughs) to be the best? (laughs) 
it's so it's so weird. It's actually like they're they're playing chess and we're all playing checkers because we're I'm not saying, kissing our relatives in the mouth. I don't know, man. There's something I don't know. Something about defy. I don't know. Brady's drinking water and telling people that's why he doesn't get concussions or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. You got no, some rational confidence, man. That's Russell. No, no, Brady did it too. Oh, okay, cool. Oh no, Brady said water leads to no sunburns, and then they had to edit that part of the book out. So that's not fact that didn't checkers, make the second fact checkers that didn't like, make the paperback. Uh, <laughs> what if I can say this? I respect that. He's above he's above sunburns. Doesn't affect him. Do we want do we want people to email us about their kids kissing them? Do we want no. emails about that? I don't, know just, I, want. I don't want to know. Email us about anything you want. Yeah. Ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If wait, if I told you guys that I came back from the future 50 years from now, and I was like, actually, one of those is true. The Russell Wilson water did prevent concussions or drinking a lot of water did prevent sunburns. Which would you think? The I would say the sunburn one is real. Oh, wow. I would say the, the concussions one, I think there's not to be like a total like weirdo, but I think there Whack. has been research that has been like somewhat useful. Like it's like the micro bubbles in the water. The micro bubbles <laughs> in the water prevent concussions? Yeah. That was the science. I prevent your brain from Buddy. slamming into the, its skull? <laughs> this is like where you accidentally start defending something. I, I'm not defending this. I don't know anything about <laughs> to this. To me, shit. like at <laughs> least you can make the, the case that like, if you drink a lot of water, you're, you're, you're very hydrated and hydrated skin, you know, could prevent sunburns more than dehydrated skin, perhaps. But good Lord, micro bubbles preventing your brain from slamming into the, the inside Craig, of your skull? Yeah. Maybe you should read up on that. <laughs> Yeah, you should read up on that. There's a lot you don't actually know about that. Fucking read up on it, you know? There's the media telling you not to look into that. Yeah, the media's blinding you. God. This is off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we get out of here? I got I got one email that I want to read. Oh, okay. okay. Before we go. Sure, why not? Sure. This is from someone who we call who we'll call Mike in this scenario. He goes, I got a good laugh from the handshake Mike. stuff. I was at a funeral for a coworker's mom a while ago, and somebody went oh. to shake the hand of the grieving husband who I'd never met. And I just instinctively darted in, stole the handshake, and shoulder checked the sad dad out of the way. Then everyone was staring at me, so I panicked, pointed at my wife, and blurted out, This is my wife. <laughs> this is the like oh my god the worst thing i've ever heard this is this <laughs> is oh my god he intercepted a handshake at a funeral that was meant for why <laughs> because if you stick your why hand did... out towards someone i'm going to grab that thing that's my whole point and, but so he shook the green well, he was standing next yeah. he was like standing there next to him it's not like he ran over and like did it i think it's the coworker's dad was yes Taking handshakes because oh, his wife had passed. Oh, wow. And then he just intercepted the handshake. this is my wife. <laughs> he doesn't even say her name. Just, this is my this wife. This is my wife. I can hear the Curb Your Enthusiasm music playing. It's no, it's truly like, that's what I said back to him. I was like, this is like straight Larry David style. Something just happened here. Uh <laughs> she, he goes, she looked at me like, don't you dare involve me in whatever this is. <laughs> we are getting a divorce. <laughs> I mean, you know, that is like the most mortifying thing I can imagine. So anyways, had to say that. You got the, Josh Harris, the Josh Harris handshake was fine. Oh, yeah. I don't, okay. I don't agree, but DK, <laughs> one last note here. Yeah. After all that DK Metcalf stuff, 
and that you said he's essentially a top 20 receiver of all time through the first four years of any receiver's career. Mm-hmm. Right now, do you think DK Metcalf is a top 10 <laughs> receiver in the NFL? Ooh, that's a good question. How uh, can he not be? Yes. <laughs> How is it that just yes? What just happened? How can he not be if he is top no. 20 all time? He's not top 10 right now? No, no, Why no. Why did you have to Let think me, about that? Okay, top 20... Statistically, of all time, through yeah. the first four seasons, I'm not saying he's the top so ten receiver of all time. So how good is he really time. then? No, I'm saying through the first four seasons, I'm not saying he's like a top twenty receiver all time. Do you understand? I the know, but like he's in his fifth season now, so it's okay, like but if historic, if he's on pace to be the twentieth best wide receiver ever, why is he not currently a top ten receiver in the league? <laughs> well, it depends on if we include George Pickens in this list. There's a, it's a very <laughs> no, well, then he's twenty first. Not letting you wriggle out of this, like what, why, like. <laughs> If you're saying statistic, like, is he a top 10 receiver in the NFL right now? Not numbers wise, but just like, is he a top 10 receiver? Yes. I don't have the fucking list in front of me, but yes. I, I didn't make a list this morning. <laughs> oh, God. What, do you think good not? Stuff. Do you think not? Oh, well, I, he's not ranked top 10 by us. <laughs> <laughs> we did happen to spend a lot of time this year on lists of receivers. I mean, DK, I could give you 10 wide receivers fast. And maybe he's right around 10. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, Jamar right Chase, Tyree Kale, Diggs, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams. Is he around the Amon Ross, C.D., Waddle, Garrett Wilson range to you? Yes. Okay. And here, That's That's And fair. I think you're like, you're twisting my words a little bit because, again, it was about <laughs> where he stands through four seasons in the league statistically. It's about people thinking he's not that good. Right. Who thinks I just he's want you not to understand. that good? Chris. It's just your dad. <laughs> Chris goes Chris. into mock and drafts. Chris. Chris goes into mock drafts on websites and takes kickers first just to make people Craig's, angry. Craig's best man. Uh, That's who fucking thinks it's a good DK bit, though. It's, it's a good bit. Just, just, I, just, look, I, just, I just want people to have context of what DK Metcalf has done in his career, and it's absurd to think he's just fine. There's, there's, just, there's a dissonance there. There's a dissonance that doesn't make sense to me that he is statistically the top, a top 20 receiver ever through his first four seasons, and yet he might not even be top 10 in the league. He's not even, <laughs> he's like top third in the league, maybe <laughs> right now. No. I would say, like, what? at worst, he's like 13th or something. That's top third. That's actually outside of the top third. There's, I was going to say. Oh, I think Craig's there's there's only two, 36 receivers. receivers in the NFL. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm saying lead wide receivers on a team. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know what just happened. All right, we're leaving. All right. Thank I mean, you, you make, a good, you make you, a good point. That's fine. That, that's fine. I just want you to have fucking context. That's all. Look, hey, I drafted him. All right. I was clearly into him. So. <laughs> After all that, you did draft him. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to DK's dad for. Oh, well, I mean, God. DK, but also just, wow, this is incredible. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you to Interjack, people behind the scenes. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you. Okay, I'm not going to get this name Wait, right. he's so distracted. He forgot Mute? to band. Meet? Mute? Have you guys heard of this? It's like a, uh, they're like a big brass band. It's spelled M-E-U-T-E. Mute or meat? I don't, don't know, know how to say it. Meat. Meat. Why, Mute. why did you pick them? Because they do a cool, uh, they do a cool, like cover of the song "Sale." Check it out. It's pretty okay. I honestly M-E-U-T, thought you were going to give us huh? a DK Metcalf stat instead of the band. <laughs> they're 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 uh, they're German. Maybe they all kiss each other on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. uh. <laughs> 
I love when we have so many inside jokes that all clear so many callbacks that Kai can't cut anything. <laughs> oh my god. Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgambling.com help.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.